0: hello everybody welcome to the road to world football show i am patrick Darty back from uh, paternity leave which was like two days <laughs> by denny carter yeah, my, you might think it's bad that I didn't really take any paternity leave. I mean, I am taking, I'm doing a lot less work than usual this week. But, you know, my wife already basically just begging me, go podcast, please. <laughs> <laughs> leave me. Just do something, go podcast. Uh, she, as,
1: as she told you, if I'm, if I, I think I'm quoting her directly, this isn't Sweden. Go do your job. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: this is not Sweden. This is not the Nordic countries. You've got some work to do. You've got some podcasts to make with Danny Carter. And please, for the love of God, Stop acting like you're the only one who didn't get any sleep.
1: <laughs> uh, men, men are babies about yeah, that, though. It's bad. I mean, we are we are just enormous babies when it comes if we if I don't get like exactly seven hours of sleep, it's it's as if I haven't slept in a week. You know, yes. and and my wife my wife can be woken up by the kids like four times in a night and be fine the next day and not not complain at all. And meanwhile, I'm like lying on the couch like begging people to leave me alone.
0: We're the exact opposite in normal times where she's the one who's got to get her exact right amount of sleep. And I can uh, I can, quote, function on like six hours, which I'm sure I, I'm actually just super cranky all day, probably. But right, the roles have been reversed right now. And I'm the one melting down. And, it, uh,
1: it really uh, does. It really does uh, vary from person to person about how, how much sleep is necessary, because I know I've had experience with tough guys on Twitter who say, Four hours is good. I'm good on four hours.
0: Well, Ryan said four hours is too much. Like you just you enjoy being poor my, if you're sleeping my, my. four hours a night. I mean, you gotta get that down to one and a half, bro. Um,
1: right. I mean, you gotta wake up with the uh, uh you know f- foreign stock markets opening. I get it. But uh but yeah, yeah. And then other people like me are saying I need seven hours, period. Six hours and fifty minutes, that won't do. That won't do. I mean, everyone the dream is always eight.
0: Seven and a half is more realistic seven is what I usually end up at. I mean, seven and a half. Try to really try to get that seven and a half. That seems to be the the sweet spot for me. Yeah. Uh, but Denny, speaking of sweet spots, uh, <laughs> you hit. You found it with your two three year old tweet. Five year five year old um, tweet. Tell us about why did AJ Brown uh, retweet? He didn't so much retweet you. Is he anonymously yes. quoted you? But it was an end joke. To people in the know, Uh, AJ Brown has made you a legend. I'll just give you the floor to explain what has happened.
1: Right. So actually my interns are telling me that this August, that tweet will be six years old. So it was, it was a while ago. Um, And basically I laid out what amounts to a rubric for positional tweeting in the NFL where, you know, a quarterback tweets this way, a running back does that tight ends do that. And then wide receiver is the, is the punchline, which is, Uh, The enemy speaks kindly and holds a knife. And this uh, this is this was created uh, by my Internet addled brain because I had seen, you know, guys like Michael Thomas, Odell Beckham, Steve Smith uh, tweet, you know, through contract disputes, through fights with teammates, fights with coaches, ownership in a in a very cryptic way, and it struck me that receivers really did tweet a certain way, right? And they they
0: say the palace is full of gold, but when you open the door, all
1: you see is thieves. yeah right. And it's like, okay, like Brandon Cooks didn't get his extension, apparently. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, so so actually, uh, yeah, so I'm I'm blocked by AJ Brown on, on on Twitter. I'm I'm not blocked by by many players. I'm uh, blocked
0: by Michael Thomas actually. So know. that's kind of funny, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, you know, two two of the more cryptic guys. But uh, it's because I I I tweeted at AJ Brown during his contract negotiations. I think last year or maybe two years ago. Uh, that 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 tweet. My my so-called famous tweet he didn't like it so he blocked he blocked me and since then yeah, that's and, how i use
0: the app that's, that is how i use the app
1: so, right and as you can hear fair. my dog my dog is very upset about this as you can hear in the background but uh um and and since then he's been inundated with my tweet by other people uh, he would have to block the entire internet in, in order not to see my tweet so then he just goes out on what's today monday so sunday night and he says he in, in quotes the enemy speaks kindly a the night <laughs> and my twitter mentions have been on fire hellishly on fire since then thank you aj brown
0: your life will never be the same i feel like i mean it is it is like kind of a before and after moment for your life that the best tweet of your life made it to like the single perfect like realization of your tweet i mean yeah. aj brown this is how he wakes up and tweets. me seems to be a nice guy but this is how he wakes up and tweets
1: I, like, I, I, so I i do so i
0: see the daggers are long today <laughs>
1: right, right. He just comes down for breakfast, and he says, yeah. "He says, uh, by you know, good morning, everybody.' The enemy speaks kindly and holds a an knife." Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, uh, I I will say that uh, the the simulation theory does strike me as 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 more realistic at this point after after AJ Brown uh, posted uh, posted that, and and I had you know lots of uh, lots of folks pointing it out to me this morning. I I appreciate that. Uh, and, uh, we'll, we'll see where it goes from here, but awful announcing the, 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 website did a, did a story on it, on AJ Brown tweeting or tweeting my thing it is crazy.
0: Yeah. I, I would say we be simulating Denny, the fact that this has made it, I mean, I seriously did almost faint when, because I mean, <laughs> even though I'm not, I mean, this, my like re- relation to you, I mean, I have people, I'm inundated with people sending me the tweet. It's like I know, like the guy whose like album suddenly went number one, and like everyone's texting me, you "See what, see what All happened, right. with Denny." And uh, like, I seriously about fainted the first time I saw it. And I, I, I like that he, he took pains to do. It was a, it, tr- it was an exact copy paste. He didn't change any of the wording or anything, it was a direct homage to you. Like he, he wanted to get it right. He did a direct homage.
1: It it was, it was a copy and paste because um, it it had the, what do you call it? The ampersand? The ampersand instead of the word and. Yeah. And and one of your latest
0: habits using the ampersand.
1: You know why Um, I had to do that, Pat is because back in the day, posters had to abide by a very, what was the limit? What was the real posters knew that it's 140 characters. It's 140. Let The kids say, they don't know. They don't know, and they're spoiled. And yeah. you you had to get creative, and you had to use all sorts of different shortcuts. You couldn't post 500 words in a tweet like you can today. Okay, that's laziness. And so – an so, runaway character. I had to get it done. I had to have – I had to list every major position on offense and their rubric tweets with, with, the, with the strict character limit. So it, it makes it even better, I think. Yeah, he's been speaking kindly and holding a knife
0: a lot with Juju Smith-Schuster this off season. By the way, that's been one of the better Twitter storylines of this young off season. But yeah, just congratulations on. It it is all downhill from here, though I'm afraid. I'm I'm just.
1: Do I get paid for this? Is this (laughs) this Uh, something? Well, is, is is AJ Brown going to give me money?
0: Someone did tweet at me. The lawyers just got a lot more expensive since you're now more famous. <laughs> you're more, you have more clout. Your head growing ever mm-hmm. larger. Um, so yeah, right. NBC, NBC is planning. We're planning an increase in our legal bills. So um, we're taking it out of your salary. Actually, there,
1: ha- there there has been an NBC truck parked outside of my house all morning. So I am wondering what's going on. Yeah, we're taking it out of your salary. We are not increasing
0: your salary. Ah, well. Nevertheless, never. The less we will move on to. Uh, by the way, I, why are we blocked by this? I think because you know, like we're like sarcastic a lot on, <laughs> online, but like I, I don't ever like tweet at athletes, obviously, and I've no. never been able to figure out why I'm blocked by Michael Thomas. The closest I can get is I do. Uh, I may have a lot of negative tweets about Ohio State, <laughs> and I think maybe one of them there probably you know. got retweeted into Michael Thomas's timeline. And I, my theory has always been some of my Ohio State hate.
1: A little <laughs> that, that could be it. I mean, let's let's be honest about it. Michael Thomas is severely online, he's
0: severely online. I mean, dog levels have mean they've almost poisoned him several times. Yeah, dog right, levels right. are so high. But what is the deal with Ohio State? You can go anywhere in America, it doesn't matter, a city of any size. And on like fall Saturdays, there are people driving around with like Ohio State flags in their truck bed. I've never seen yeah. a fan base quite like Ohio State.
1: In in Maryland, where you know our team is in the Big Ten with Ohio State, we're supposedly rivals or whatever. It's not yeah. true, but uh, uh, yeah, you see Ohio State fans everywhere. I My mean, how's this possible? When they when you graduate from the Ohio State
0: University, <laughs> they give you a truck bed flag. And like a bucket filled with cement that you put the flag in yeah. and like things to secure the bucket in the back of your truck so you can like take corners going 40 miles an hour in a 25 on Saturday afternoons in college football
1: to announce that you've gone to Ohio State. The uh, analytics say there are more Ohio State flags in America than American flags.
0: There are. It's actually a problem.
1: Um, we need to... Uh,
0: my local courthouse recently took down the American flag and put up an Ohio State flag. Of course, you don't see anything about that in the, the culture war coverage.
1: No, I haven't seen CNN cover that. It was
0: not just a Buckeye flying over my downtown. And I live in St. Charles, Missouri. So, uh, yeah, I would like to see CNN. I would like to see the media get on this. So. Anyway. You would probably like to see the football media get on talking about football. Yeah, probably. Yeah, average podcast listener, uh, we're here. Yeah, I didn't do a ton of prep. Uh, I got that kid. <laughs> uh, <laughs> one of four. Yeah, yeah, one of four. I swear to God, not a crazy person. Uh, we just like kids, apparently. Uh, you
1: have lots of labor for the farm. Yeah, we,
0: that- we do. Yes, uh, we we can now. Thankfully, we can finally plant turnips now. <laughs> now <that we> <laughs> Thank God. Pair. The fourth pair of little hands. I'm coming over. Yeah, they're going to tend the garden. But ESPN's Adam Schefter reports the Bears are, quote, leaning toward trading the first overall pick in the 2023 NFL draft, thereby locking in Justin Fields as the starter. I mean, this is not the final word. It's only February 27th. We have two months of draft rumors to go. This kind of always seemed like the most likely outcome, though, did it not? Like, I think even if the Bears in their heart of hearts want to trade Justin Fields, I thought they would always just find the proposition untenable to like, tell the Bears fan base. Hey, I know we've been trying to find a quarterback for 40 years and we finally got one that's kind of exciting, but we're going to trade him. Yeah. Um, it, no, it would be. Reason a, I, yeah. So tell me, yeah. this kind of seems like the most likely outcome. Correct? Right.
1: I mean, it would have been a huge upset if Schefter or somebody else on the national scene had reported the Bears are keeping the number one pick and like, it's not, it's not for sale. Then, you know you know, you like that that would be like a clear signal that they would they would be done with fields that the year after he almost broke the single season qb rushing record um so i i i think that this was always always in the cards and for a team look for a team as bad as the bears and they are truly truly terrible they're they right
0: they're bad they're oh. real bad and like they took longer to collapse from like their 2018 high on both offense and defense than yeah. i thought they would but they they completed the post Vic Fangio bottom out in 2022. An awful, awful, awful roster.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, they're set for at least a two, three year rebuild. So if, if if they can parlay the number one pick overall into uh, you know, later first round picks, early second round picks, and they can stock up on like, I don't know, one one idea I had is viable starting receivers. Yes, for the Bears. That would be that would be cool. Well, it's another uh, reason they need draft
0: picks is they did trade a second rounder for Chase Claypool.
1: Chase Claypool, Chase Claypool? Come on, are you? Ki- I that cannot be like right now. Chase Claypool is the number one receiver for that. Well, I guess maybe yeah, Darnell, Darnell Mooney's Moody still. Is, but, but, but okay. But neither of those guys. Both of those guys are at best number twos, probably number threes.
0: Those are both guys that who are are solid number twos on like a championship level team. They're probably number threes. Um,
1: yeah. Need so, so help. you know, get get some get some receiver help, get some offensive line help. You know, uh, Justin Fields is constantly under siege, um, and and really you know, it's
0: his fault. Partly it's his fault. We must throw that in there. I feel
1: like I mean, but any and you know, any mobile. When you have a mobile quarterback, you know what you're getting there with with uh, running running into sacks and and like we saw that with Russell Wilson forever. You see that with Josh yeah. Like, oh, I'm letting a guy break me in half yet again. Oh well. I know. Oh. I know. Yeah. So I mean, if you just if you just look at like. Uh, like PFF grades, uh, overall grades from last year, you have like, you know, like the pass rush for the Bears is uh, uh, dead last.
0: And, well, I, was, I thought uh, you were saying their pass blocking too. were no offense, I mean, I love my local grocery store. They have grocery stockers on their offensive line. Denny, right, no,
1: nothing against grocery workers, by the way. Yeah. So, so I mean, but but their 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 defense was was you know an abomination. Twenty uh, sixth in coverage grade last year. So you know maybe maybe using some of that. Uh, to uh, uh, to to bolster bolster the defense. Thirty uh, second, dead last in receiving grade, and and that and that makes sense. Look, when you have Byron Pringle out there running running one hundred percent of routes at some point during the season, that's not good. It's not good. Put some respect on Equiminius Saint Brown's name, Denny. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, God. the Bears
0: they they need they're just the classic. There's a reason they have the number one pick. I mean, they should have the number two, but Lovey Smith won't go there. Um, they yeah. should have, but they they need to stockpile as many picks as humanly possible. They are a textbook. This isn't like a fluke number one pick. This is they they earned this number one pick the hard way, yes. and they need to stockpile as many picks as
1: possible. Absolutely, and and you know, as for the teams that would vie for for that pick, I guess the Texans would be. Near the top, so they can move one spot ahead and, and get Bryce Young probably, or maybe C.J. Stroud, but probably Bryce Young.
0: Bryce Young um, is supposedly only f- five foot ten. Um, that's supposedly the bombshell coming know, out of the combine this week. Yeah. Um, he's but, uh, he's he, he
1: you know he's going to stand on his tippy toes and he's going to eat lots of McDonald's over the next uh, yes. few, <laughs> few weeks. To- yeah, uh, because he he's not he's not going to be at the combine or he's not going to uh, do the he's not you know. going to participate. Yeah,
0: Which people have pointed out that he there's no way he can participate because in addition to his height, he's <clears throat> desperately needed to get his weight up. So he's going to be showing up just like oh, I'm always a rocked up 210 pounds, uh, but coincidentally I can't do any of the workouts this week because he'll be too too heavy to do the workouts. But he can't show up too light. And appear to not be durable at the NFL level, so he's really kind of walking a tightrope as he heads into our glorious combine.
1: I, I I would I would be I am a little more hesitant to like to say like oh huge red flag, and I know this is a completely different position, but we did this with Devonte Smith. At least I did this with Devonte Smith, where it's too skinny. You know, it's it, it just can't can't work. And you know, look where he's a top what top fifteen receiver in the NFL. You do this all the time with Kyler Murray and the height, though. Um, well, but there's a difference between Kyler Murray's height and Bryce Young's height. I think Kyler's taller than Bryce well, Young. I mean yeah. not, no, but but if we're if we're acknowledging reality,
0: then he's no. definitely thicker than Bryce Young. Kyler I, is big and strong. Bryce Young
1: Bryce Young looks five foot ten to me. Kyler Murray's like five eight. No, he's not.
0: No, he's. he's no, I mean, like,
1: like, really, like, we're actually being like. Oh, remember Ben Roethlisberger was listed as like two forty when he was clearly three yeah, forty. come on, like, man. come on, ben, come on. <laughs> we can't big. trust these.
0: Ben played big. <laughs> yeah. Ben played big. Uh, we were talking about grocery workers by the way. Do you think you'd be strong enough to push in all those carts, Denny? No,
1: that no. I know this for a fact. I can neither push in the carts nor pull out the carts.
0: Oh, and you should see me. I, I go like totally he man on the. Carts. <laughs> Uh, I love like ripping a cart out of a big old cart scrum. Uh, I do love, and I you know, don't, I love jamming them in there too. I don't want to break the carts, but I love jamming them in
1: there. I know, I, okay, I've embarrassed myself many times as recently as like two weeks ago where I've gone in and I'm like, I'm like hyped. I'm like, I don't care. I'm grabbing the first cart I see in the scrum <laughs> and I'm pulling it as hard as I can and it, it's coming out no matter what. And I do it, and the whole line of carts comes with me You know?
0: <laughs> and, you and, and I'm like, oh,
1: oh geez oh my god like you know i almost like knock over an 85 year old woman behind me and <laughs> you, you know it's it. embarrassing
0: saying your rotator cuff real quick some of the trade-ups i mean the falcons could trade up i guess maybe the saints could saints probably don't have enough ammunition to get to number one no, no way i'd say the falcons could be the lions could be The Colts are definitely going to be one of the prime suspects. Producer Adam points out, Uh, man. Yeah, I think the Colts and Falcons, maybe the Panthers, um, the Texans are the best position. The Texans, it'll be so annoying for them to have to pay that premium to move up literally one spot. I mean, if they want Bryce Young, they're going to have to do it. I mean, I feel like the Titans could be a dark horse. Um, There's some interesting teams in here. But I, I, in fact, I someone, with, someone's trading for it.
1: Yeah, I agree with producer Adam uh, with uh, saying the Colts. I, I would put the <clears throat> the odds on that the, the Colts have, um, you know, the picks, uh, you know, the players perhaps to to entice the, uh, you know, the Bears into that. But poor, te- poor Texans, man. They came so close to having mm-hmm. the first pick and nothing. They absolutely
0: <laughs> botched it. You, very rare that you will see a botch job quite that bad. But it's, it's going to be – it's pretty fascinating story. And by the way, if you're itching for more draft talk, our sports betting show, Bet the Edge also broke down who could go first overall in the draft. Uh, they do this kind of stuff all the time. You can listen to it wherever you get your pods or check it out on the NBC Sports YouTube channel. Really, really smart guys over on Bet the Edge. Yeah. And, yeah, it's going to be – the number one overall pick market's always fascinating, but – I think this year it's like particularly wide open. I still think I don't think the league is quite settled on Bryce Young as the number one overall pick. Right. Mostly because of the spindly size. I mean, again, I, I I'm swear I'm not 5 nine. I'm a real five ten. You just can't really probably be my size. And be an NFL number one overall quarterback. Oh, it's it's tough out there.
1: Well, I think you're selling yourself short. Is, yeah, is we, we debate
0: about this. Like, you always claim I'm taller. Uh, I have to I have to beg, beg, yeah. plead with you that I'm not as tall as you think.
1: When, um, one day I'm coming to Missouri, and we are standing back to back, and people will be like, "Oh yeah, Pat's two and a half inches taller than <laughs> Benny. Look at that."
0: Maybe every kid I add an inch just because they need more dad strength. With every yes. kid we bring into this, to pull big, those beautiful- Big, beautiful, crazy world, Denny. Mm. Uh, ESPN's Mike Reese uh, has reported that Jacoby Myers, quote, might project to get a contract near what Christian Kirk got last offseason. That, of course, would create major waves, major lulls, major LAFFS. Yeah. We love our laughs. Uh, does this seem crazy to you? Um, is Jacoby Myers the next Christian Kirk, Denny? You?
1: you know, I, I think Jim- Jacoby Myers works as like, a pretty solid number two on a, on a, on a decent, off, not even a good offense, but like a, a decent offense. His, his efficiency definitely uh, took a jump last year. Uh, and, you know, he's, he's a, he's a zone buster. Like he, you know, gets open in the soft spots. He doesn't do a whole lot after the catch. And you, kind of, you know, you know what you're getting with Jacoby Meyer. Uh, I, I Meyer My, Denny, come on. Put some respect I know I, I always mess that up. Put some respect I, on that ass. I always, I always know, I know it's Myers, and yet I say Myers. His last so.
0: name with s's or not s's? I, I'm a Muslim. Chase Daniel, you know, a legendary quarterback. He's yeah. been called Chase Daniels his entire life. Um, it's you, Chase you know
1: what? You know what messes me up is Urban Meyer.
0: Yeah. With, with, with
1: yeah. Jacoby Meyer, I'm like, oh, okay, so everybody's just Meyer. Mm. Uh, so, so
0: sorry uh, to disrupt your train of thought for literally. Yeah, no, and
1: I apologize to Jacoby. I know he's a big listener. Of the show, but uh, um, yeah, so I I think, you know, because there are not many great free agent options on the market, uh, and there are teams with a lot of money to spend, I think that Juby Myers is going to get a ludicrously large contract, uh, and people are going to laugh, but you know... (laughs) You, I, I'm I'm done laughing at, at teams after the Christian Kirk thing because Christian Kirk actually turned out to be a pretty good signing overpaid. Maybe it turned out to be Christian I'm, Kirk is how I'd put it. I mean, I'm happy. Like,
0: I'm happy. They, they paid. They got what they paid for. I'll say that.
1: Like I, I do, I do think in the analytics community, I think that we need to pump the brakes a little bit on saying oh my god this team overpaid per my formula this over team this team gave uh christian kirk six and a half million more dollars than he deserved no just just go with it sometimes you just got to go with you can't yeah. always look like a robot you know and you can't and well too with free
0: agency i think it finally went too far the other direction where it just became such an article of faith like well good teams don't spend money in free agency that yes. people just like weren't spending enough money and there's been teams now who pretty successfully like like it it used to be like just a given that if you had the best free agent class, you were just going to be bad because only bad teams were spending that kind of money in free agency. Mm -hmm. That has been turned on its head a lot in recent years and spending in free agency is not necessarily a bad thing now. And you're almost taking, taking advantage of a market inefficiency of teams just being afraid. You know, in the NFL, it's weird. You're probably like, because, you know, the truly great players don't reach the open market, so I'm sure teams are kind of leery about mm-hmm. you know, why Why was Christian Kirk allowed to reach the open market. Um Yeah. You guess, well, yeah.
1: I, I, and I will say, Jacoby Myers, in what was inarguably uh, a horrific, almost, you know, hilariously bad Patriots offense, was 22nd in yards per route run among all receivers last year. Well, you know, I mean, well, not, not bad. You know, imagine what he could have done with a, you know, with a, with a viable, in a viable offense. And I'm not even, not even a good, I'm thinking he like. Might have, uh, he might have
0: scored three touchdowns.
1: I think like the Dolphins offense. Okay. Right. and Forget, forget, t- forget touchdowns. I don't want to talk about touchdowns, but um, you know, yards per route run is a, is a good indicator of efficiency. 22nd, that's not bad. Denny,
0: you were saying some things off air about Juju Smith Schuster. I won't repeat them on this podcast, but <laughs> imagine Jacoby Myers on the Chiefs. Like, uh, man, that would have been awesome. He would, okay,
1: but. No, I'm not being
0: sarcastic, actually. So I'm saying, like, yeah, yeah. Like, imagine Jacoby Myers
1: is way better than Juju. Uh, All yeah.
0: right. Way
1: probably, better.
0: He probably is. Yeah. Ask A.J. Brown. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Ask A.J. Brown. I would like to get his. A.J. Brown's been on kind of a heater. Remember, like, four or five years ago when. You could just name any current NFL player to Jalen Ramsey, he'd be like, sucks. He'd be like, you name another, player. sucks, 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 <laughs> sucks, awful, the worst, sucks. That's kind of what AJ Brown has been in lately. And yeah, you you're
1: stuff. talking about when when they asked uh, Jalen Ramsey about like Matt Stafford and others.
0: Who was the one he really? Uh, um, Someone ended up being right on. I can't remember. He, he was really out in front on a young quarterback being horrible.
1: Was it was it golf? I think it was maybe Trubisky. <laughs>
0: Um, yeah, Um I don't remember. Anyways, they were all bad. None of them ended up good. Speaking of not ending up good, Denny, you do not like the Bucks' 2023 prospects oh on offense. God. We think we're headed for a total fantasy free fall. They, no team has ever been down worse than talking up Kyle Trask as the Bucks are currently doing. Uh They're talking about committing to the run when they had the league's worst run game in 2022. And this was with the greatest quarterback of all time occupying the defense's attention. They could not take advantage many of those soft fronts oh are, is Mike Evans getting up there Chris Godwin never seemed like he was all the way back from his knee injury last year are we looking at like a total fallout zone for the Bucks' still, offense in
1: 2023 I guess the Bucks have reached the point where there's so, there's so little expectation for them it reminds me of the way we looked at the Seahawks roster after the Russell Wilson trade where like Everybody is for fantasy purposes is dead here. You know, Metcalf, Lockett, the running backs, Geno, everybody. So maybe the play is for best ball purposes, the play is to lean into the box. I don't know. I mean, it's
0: a little early. I feel like we normally get into the true galaxy brains around April or May. You're already uh, saying there's no difference between good and bad things on February 27th. Well,
1: look, when you're in a massive field of best ball drafters, <laughs> there is no difference between good and bad things. That actually is true. Um, <laughs> no,
0: it is not. Yeah.
1: Well, the difference is the difference is that the bad things end up winning you money, and the good things don't. But uh, yeah, so you have uh, Todd Bowles saying, telling the Tampa Bay Times this weekend that uh, he hired new offensive coordinator Dave Canales. Um, from the Seattle Seahawks, from the Seahawks to uh, b- pretty much establish it, you know, to to uh, do have a run first offense and and uh, I guess that's to be expected if you if you possibly have Kyle Trask under center for week one, I, I guess you're not going to air it out with Kyle Trask, and I get that. I will say that uh, Rashad White and I've said this, and it upsets you, I think, a little bit, but Rashad White was very. Very bad okay. as a rookie, yeah. uh, so and Leonard Leonard Fournette is probably going to be released uh, because he's oldish and uh, making a lot of money. He's so, now
0: gets blown out in the wild card round, Lenny.
1: Yeah, <laughs> which doesn't have the same ring as Lombardi Lenny, but we're we're going with it. It's actually the the style that we're using on NBC Sports. That's actually Associated Press
0: style, by the way. Yeah, uh, and that's uh, how you identi- uh, first reference that's how you identify him
1: and i know rashad white was a was an exciting prospect and maybe it was the offensive line i i the, the offensive line for the bucks very bad at run blocking per the numbers so uh, you know maybe maybe that was it but wow i i do not i do not get excited about rashad white at all
0: you do not get excited but it sounds like you're considering kyle trask quote builds in your basketball <laughs> Your best ball yeah. leagues. So is, is this true, denny the, <laughs> What are the Kyle Trask builds right now? Look, uh,
1: the Kyle Trask build is <laughs> is you get you get you get Trask. You, you get if,
0: if if you take Kyle oh. Trask and don't get Kate Otten, you might as well just leave the league.
1: Mean. Right. No, you, you've you completely you know missed, missed the thesis of the play if, yeah. if you don't get Kate Otten, because Kate Otten is going to be the recipient of 115 short receptions this year from Kyle Trask, who has been described, by the way, as a point guard. And I think we all know what that means. It means a guy who cannot throw downfield and yes. who will just di- dish off in the short field.
0: Yeah, you do not want your NFL quarterbacks playing point guard. Right?
1: No, no, no. It's a real. It's a. Hu-
0: it's a huge insult. <laughs> it's a huge <laughs> insult. Speaking of huge insults, Denny's article. We're gonna talk about it next. No, it's really good. It's five receivers who quietly dominated in 2022. We'll be right back to talk about it. Spring training is upon us, and that means only one thing: it is draft season. Get the Roto World Baseball Draft Guide today, and get all player profiles rankings and projections you need to hit your draft out of the park go to nbcsportsedge.com slash draft guide to get your guide now and don't forget download the Rotorold app to receive breaking player news all season long stay ahead of the competition by favoriting players on your roster get the latest injury updates player news and much more delivered right to your phone it is available in your app store today Got to get that road, to road. There's road. We're, we're doing a, a show that I will be taking part in next week, a live yeah. draft. I'll Very be nice. drafting with DJ Short and company. It's going to be a really good time. I believe maybe 11 a.m. Eastern next Tuesday. I could be totally getting that wrong, though. Um, okay. But we're doing a draft. Yeah, 11 a.m. Eastern on Tuesday, March 7th, I believe. What, what is it? 7th, 6th? Uh, anyway, the first Tuesday in March, we are doing a live draft at 11 a.m. Eastern
1: on road to World. And uh um, so you're telling me I'm not I'm not invited. You are not invited, no. Okay. Um, right. You're yeah. not invited. I'll just have to lead thoughts another way.
0: Yeah, you will. Um, I'm sure there's some live golf
1: live drafts oh. going on. Oh very funny. Um,
0: yeah no so check it out. It's gonna be a really good time. Uh your article though, you talk about five receivers who had bigger 2022s than the public yeah. may realize, especially if you didn't have them on your fantasy team, you probably weren't really paying attention to Garrett Wilson. You probably tuned out DJ Moore three years ago. I mean, no one's paying attention to what Jerry Judy did in 2022, Denny. But let's go through your article, just player by player. Talk about some players who quietly dominated in 2022. Who yeah. do you want to begin with?
1: We'll start with Chris Olave, who is a Saints receiver for those unfamiliar. Uh, he was, you know, maddeningly, maddeningly. How do you say it?
0: maddening. Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> maddeningly. It's That's a way. Funny. The word that you
0: write. You don't say it, that word.
1: It's way easier to spell. Anyway, he was, he was inconsistent and he ended up as outside the top 24 fantasy receivers. So if you drafted him, you were probably pretty frustrated. But I'm here to tell you not to give up hope uh, entirely, really, because uh, he was, as the headline says, quietly dominant in the New Orleans offense last year. So. The Saints had four games, only four, in which they were over their expected pass rate. Pat, only wow. four. that actually and, is stunning. Uh, and uh, in all four of those games, uh, you know who had had a really had really nice numbers. It was all about really lack of vo- or volume or lack of lack thereof for uh, for Chris Olave. Um, he posted a higher yards per route run uh, than everybody except for six wideouts. And all of them are in the elite tier, elite tier. We're talking Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddell, things of that, guys of that nature. Uh, so uh, Alave, and you can you can read, you know, I'm not going to bore you guys with the numbers right now, but you can read through the numbers and see that, you know, by every indication, he is a guy who commands both targets and air yards. And when you combine those two things, it tends to work out. Now I know dynasty folks, and you know, more intense like best ballers are saying, of course, Chris Olave, of course. But there, I think, I think there, there's a fair um, number of of you know committed, avid fantasy players who look at Chris Olave's rookie uh, outcome and say, eh, not for me.
0: Yeah, I think. I mean, to people, who are probably frustrated with the lack of consistency, like you said, but. I mean, even despite the very, very traditional box score. I mean, 120 targets, over 1,000 yards, only played 15 games. I mean, he a guy who was clearly yeah. the restrictor plate was on and it was not his choice, just one of the least imaginative offenses in the NFL. I mean, things can always get worse, but it's hard to see how they'll be worse than Andy Dalton under center for the Saints. And Alave, basically everything about it was he was like a screaming buy, basically, in Dynasty. And someone, I think, that we can remain very 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 excited about. I mean redraft 2023 we'll have to see who the quarterback is because I mean Dennis Allen's he's a very conservative coach. Um we're going to need a a pretty we're going to need a quarterback upgrade. It can't be Andy Dalton
1: again. No but, um, and 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 that that's the one caveat here is that nobody there will be no changes to this team except for maybe the quarterback and that's not even a guarantee. So, I, I do. The quarterback I do
0: will be changed. I feel safe in saying the Saints will have a different starting quarterback. Um, let's just hope that it's not worse than Andy Dalton. There's a non 0% chance of someone worse than Andy right, Dalton. Right,
1: right. So, I mean, this is a very stuck in the mud franchise, as I wrote in the piece. Like, it, it, I just, I, there, was, there will be no systemic changes. I don't understand that is true. How, how Dennis Allen has his job. I don't understand how they not going to completely overhaul the offense, uh, which was terrible. And their defense, the, the the shame of it is the defense is good, pretty good. They, they they could have a decent team if they would overall overhaul the offense. But Olave, really, things couldn't have gone worse for him, and he finished his wide receiver twenty five. Yeah, so
0: we we love Chris Olave going forward in the rest of the career. Uh, Denny Drake London. I'm yeah. just going to pick the second player for you, a guy who did close the season strong with. I mean, all he needed was a quarterback upgrade and it was barely an upgrade. I mean, not an upgrade for the overall package. Desmond Ritter did seem to throw a little more than Marcus Mariota. And when he did throw, it was to Drake London. Drake London just seemed like a born targets commander and the, yeah. the least pass heavy offense in the entire league. How did Drake London quietly dominate in 2020?
1: Yeah. So the Falcons, as as anybody knows who who listened to our show throughout the season, were the most stubbornly run heavy offense in recent history, really uh, uh, 18% below their expected pass rate, which is just really hard to, hard to wrap your head around. But, you know, uh, anytime a a rookie like Drake London commands 30% of the team's targets, you, you pay, you pay attention. Now, you know, in the way of like raw uh, volume, it doesn't come out too much. It's 119 targets, which uh, ranked um, 20th in, in the league last year, and you have a big uh, disparity in the number of targets he was seeing before Kyle Pitts went down to injury, and after um, he was seeing eight point five, eight and a half targets per game with Pitts out of the lineup. That was up from six targets per game with with Pitts in the lineup. So with Pitts returning next year, presumably at full health, at the start of the season, uh, I, I don't know if you can like project uh, like massive efficiency, uh, you know. Turning into huge, you know a huge production, a uh, very productive year. But Drake London, I I think will be underdrafted. And I know, look, I know if you're in a savvy league, Drake London is not getting past anybody. I know that. But but uh, him and Chris Olave strike me as guys who 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 will be largely underdrafted.
0: He does. And so last week I did publish an article and I took the nine teams I thought were most likely to have new starting quarterbacks in 2023 and just looked at where that starting quarterback could make the biggest media difference. And I wasn't really thinking about the Falcons when I went into the article, but when I actually started writing the article, I think the Falcons are one of the two or three teams, like most primed to like, really benefit from a new quarterback. I mean, They were a lot better in 2022 than they were in 2021. One of the only four or five teams, I think that positive DVOA in the run game, I think. They had a, yeah. an amazing – yeah, rushing attack is just waiting to be paired. I mean, it's always going to be more conservative than we like, but it's rushing act just dying to be paired with a more viable yes. passing attack where it could be a really dangerous offense in a division that's totally up for grabs where all four teams are changing quarterbacks kind of shocking. I, I It's hard to think of other times where that has happened.
1: Well, yeah, um, I mean, and I'm not, sorry to interrupt you, but I, I, I meant to to interrupt, uh, interrupt to interrupt to mention this. <laughs> Mentioned the stat which is the after in the post kyle pitts injury uh game so we're talking about about two months of atlanta falcons football which everybody loves uh we do we love nobody nobody no receiver no tight end no it no, but no anybody had a higher yards per route run than Drake London. And yeah. I as listen, as the only receiver that anybody had to cover in that offense, like everybody knew the ball is going to be funneled till Drake London when the Falcons finally drop back and pass the ball. Knowing that, they still really couldn't stop him. And that yards per route run leading the league shows shows as much. He's just a guy
0: who knows how to use his massive frame. Like he's already got like NFL movement down. Yeah. And he's just a quarterback away from exploding. And Drake London is someone I'll be very, very, I mean, depending on who the quarterback is, they cannot go into the season with Desmond Ritter. And the Falcons are crazy enough that I could see them doing something like that, but they cannot go into the season with Desmond Ritter. Um, please get Drake London a better quarterback. Denny, who is third on your list of players, who, receivers
1: who quietly dominated
0: in 2022?
1: Yeah, we have uh, Garrett Wilson, who, you know, no one will be shy. He, I
0: mean, he's the Oroy, Denny.
1: He's the he Oroy. What? You ever heard of the
0: O-Roy, the offensive no. rookie of the oh, o roy. year?
1: roy Oh, okay. Yeah, quietly uh, quietly dominated and got the offensive rookie yeah. of the year. Uh, you're fine. Uh, oh, wow. Well. All right. Well, you can finish up the podcast. But, <laughs> please, no, uh, please please, continue. It, it, it's. I think it is hard to separate Wilson from his quarterback play uh, that he has to suffer through with Joe Flacco, Zach Wilson, and, and even Mike White, who wasn't uh, good. Sorry. Someone
0: is forgetting Chris Stravler too. Um, someone didn't watch enough Jets football on it shows.
1: Look, someone, me, namely me, wants Chris Trevler to start in the NFL. So I, I, I never. Has, forget
0: do you have an Amazon subscription? Today? Just be straight. Just be honest, because that yeah, happened I on Thursday Night Football. Um, just yeah, making I, sure you're watching.
1: Uh, excuse me, I had Chris Trevler in the captain spot. Oh you a God, I, that's right. You did. Oh my, and he God. wasn't even. He wasn't even playing. <laughs> he wasn't <forgot>. even
0: starting. <laughs> no, I forgot about that. And
1: I and I and I won no money. So he did, didn't all.
0: win any money, but it was a big brain decision that could have been amazing.
1: It was a uh, But Garrett area.
0: Wilson, sorry, continue. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, he finished his rookie year 16th in wideout target share. Uh, you know, thir- took in 30 percent of the the Jets' air yards, which is fine. Not not quite, not nearly as dominant as Chris Olave and Drake London, but it'll do. Um, and uh, I, I I think that I think there's a chance he gets a little underdrafted just because of the quarterback situation. I guess it depends. Like, hey, you know what, Derek Carr. Is under center, and I know you know you're not you're not a big Derek Carr guy, I, as I understand it. I will say I've that Derek Carr is the
0: whole Carr family for Derek
1: years. Carr is a, a you know a, a melding of Joe Montana and Prime Dan Marino compared to Zach Wilson. So yes. I, I I would be I would be bullish on Garrett Garrett Wilson, but I I do think that he will be drafted appropriately either way.
0: Derek Carr usually feeds his best weapons too. He is one of the better quarterbacks that. Like he will feed his guys, and I mean, Garrett Wilson. The Jets were absurdly pass heavy, so these numbers are kind of inflated. But you know, when a rookie comes in and draws 147 targets, that's yeah. like, that's like, yeah. wow! Like the, this, they love the player, and and we know like target commanding is a skill. I mean, I, again, they had a, a trillion pass attempts despite being awful at the pass. But Garrett Wilson has commanded so many targets as a rookie. I mean, he he someone too where you have to. You were, probably, you were probably disappointed if you had him in fantasy because it did not translate four touchdowns. I mean, it just didn't translate to fantasy. Yeah. Uh, but you cannot be scarred by the Zach Wilson experience, by the Joe Flacco experience. And, yeah, should remain extremely bullish on Garrett Wilson for 2023.
1: Denny I mean, person- I, think, I, think it's, I think it's Garrett Wilson, guys like Garrett Wilson, who make an early-round running back approach viable. like Because you, you can get him as your wide receiver one, and he can be a wide receiver one in fantasy with, with the right environment. That's, that's, um, a, that's a really interesting point. I'm sure something will legislate all off season. Uh, yeah, who's next? All right. Uh, DJ Moore. And I'll just be quick with this. DJ yeah, Moore was uh, DJ Moore. We've been hearing this Denny since uh, I know, but he's never, he's never you had ever heard of JFK. Either. We've been hearing it since he was the president. Uh, um, right. I, I understand. I understand. And, and he's headed into his age 26 season, which is amazing by the way, that he's not 36.
0: It is I thought he was really amazing.
1: Um, and he's never had a good quarterback, so we're hoping Frank Reich. We had a good season. One quarter. I'll break it. relax. First off,
0: I've had DJ Moore every year. I'm too, I'm like yeah. as much of a DJ Moore dead ender as there is an existence. I know, and and it, I, and I it, agree that he's still just waiting to go off.
1: And it stinks. It stinks being a dead ender, right? It hurts. Um, so here here's some some dominating numbers here in an in an article about domination over the season's final two months. Moore took in. of the Panthers air yards, which is just really hard to imagine.
0: Staggering. Uh,
1: staggering. He he was during that stretch during that two month stretch, he was top 10 in yards per route run. Uh, He had 28% target share over, over that stretch. So, I mean, like a guy we're looking for guys who, who dominate air yards, target share. That's what you have. DJ Moore. Frank Reich is a good, great hire putting together a good offensive staff. I think this guys, I'm telling you, this time it counts. This time it, it counts, count. with TJ Moore.
0: I will say that a totally maybe totally fluky thing. I do feel like receivers never really got their numbers under Frank Reich in Indianapolis. Like again, that's not really that's not like a sticky statistic yeah. at yeah. all. But like that was a strange thing with the Frank Reich offense. And and I might be misremembering too. I'm sure someone
1: probably did get their numbers. I mean Pittman but, became something of like a target funnel. <laughs> He did um, when, when the when the offense was operational.
0: Yeah, know. I I just think I the the comparison I've made for years on DJ Moore. I just feel like he is like the next Stefan Diggs if ever someone would let him be. Yeah. yeah, he can just do damage at every level of the field, and it's just so technically proficient. But I mean, they got to get a quarterback. Gotta get a quarterback.
1: Absolutely. Uh, who who's the last receiver on your list, Denny Carter? Yeah, we're wrapping it up with Jerry Judy, uh, for whom I don't have much fantasy interest generally. Uh, but after what's the like, deal with Jerry
0: Judy? Everyone's like, stop everyone's moved on from Jerry Judy. I mean, because it's it's
1: bleak, it's it's been bleak for Jerry Judy. The injuries, the fact that he's like behind Cortland Sutton in the pecking order for, for parts of the last couple of, well, yeah, a couple years, I guess. Anyway, yeah, but he he finished last season really strong. He had um, uh, he was further over his expected fantasy points than any receiver in the league over the f- season's final six weeks, and it's not even close—a huge, huge margin there uh, over those final six weeks. He commanded thirty percent of Den- Denver's air yards, uh, the fourteenth most among wideouts. So we're talking like Ceedee Lamb, DeAndre Hopkins range. Um, he also, and I and I, I found this little nugget interesting because it actually uh, goes hand in hand with how he was evaluated coming out uh, in, in, you know, coming out of college into the NFL. Um, He ate up man coverage in 2022, posting the highest yards per route run and the sixth highest yards after the catch per reception against man coverage. In other words, he was really good when teams played man coverage against him. He was what we might call a man eater.
0: (laughs) And he, I feel like he fits the Sean Payton mold where I mean, Cortland Sutton too. Something Cortland Sutton has not been physically right since he tore up his knee. Just has not been the same. And he's one of those guys who didn't have very far to fall because he always he relied on like winning in tight spaces, like kind of winning hand fights. Cortland Sutton was a guy who he was already like kind of relying on like technical prowess, like couldn't lose much of his physicality, and he so far has coming off his knee injury. Whereas Jerry Judy too, like he's an explosive guy, but. Like, he's a guy who, who, who's best, like, underneath, like, a really, really good route runner, someone who can be very explosive underneath and after the catch, like you said, something that's always been a really big part of the Sean Payton offense. Yeah. Like, he could be someone kind of left for dead in fantasy who could just go nuts in 2023, who could, who could go up, like, several levels. And people might just not – people might be prepared for it by the summer because I mean, we have so many months of narrative building and stuff. But Jerry Judy could be someone that, like, people aren't prepared for, like – like how many tiers he's going to jump yeah. in twenty
1: twenty three, right? I I I do think I mean without without some like real industry wide hype for Jerry Judy, I think that he will be a nice a nice little value and another guy who might make it possible to go in on a running back or two uh, early in the draft. Hmm. So Denny, early running back guy. I, 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 I didn't say it was right or that I was doing he's it. But talking I just, about like, this a lot. But if, if that's your comfort level with fantasy football. You're expecting a brand switch, it
0: seems like. And Jerry Judy, too, I guess he fits the Sean Payton offense. I guess does anyone fit the Russell Wilson offense? Russell Wilson never been known as a dinker and dunker.
1: And no, he's going to have to definitely. get on the
0: same page with Sean Payton if he wants to unlock Jerry Judy. And I can't tell. the Sean Payton seem like he likes Russell Wilson? When I hear Sean Payton talk, it seems like Russell Wilson wasn't one of the reasons he took the job. No, <laughs> like, it doesn't. It
1: really which doesn't is
0: watch. very concerning because – why else would you take this job? But I mean, I guess the piles and piles and piles of
1: money, <laughs> right? I, I do, I do, I do think that that played a factor. I think compensation played a factor. Um, but hey, look at Russell Wilson has wanted Sean Payton as his head coach for years now. I really? Uh, really? I okay. All right. athletic.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: So so he find he got it, and he's going to be part of the team now. He's going to be in the locker room sometimes, which he's is going something to quote. Do. Call the correct audibles. Um, right, he's not going to get delay of uh, game penalties called on him because he's giving motivational speeches in the huddle. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> and, 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 you know, it's all going to fall in line. I think.
0: Yeah, filming a subway commercial in the huddle. I mean, don't get me wrong; I thought it was a nice stunt, but uh, it's why they lost <laughs> the game. That's why they lost that game. So <laughs> interesting. <laughs> Where did you read he wanted Sean Payton? That's uh, yeah.
1: Uh, really- the Athletic had a uh, in the middle of your. Um, you know, uh, child uh, situation, your baby situation. Uh, the Athletic had a an explosive piece on Russell Wilson's catastrophic first year in Denver. Really,
0: I uh, actually that is the, something that flew under the radar. That's yeah. talking about catnip
1: and uh, his uh, yeah, yeah like his, his right exit. Now? So here here are the major takeaways, Pat. Um, he demanded that both uh, Pete Carroll and John Schneider be fired, uh, and that precipitated his trade to Denver. Uh, he then, uh, the, the other things are, he has, uh, well, you knew he had an office on the second floor, I think. I think uh, I did in, know that he had a headquarters, office. but he was never in a locker room. Uh, and then the, the motivational speech in the huddle was an actual thing. I'm not making. Wait, thing. are you serious? Yeah.
0: Not, <laughs> that was just a joke.
1: No, it, it was wasn't a joke.
0: Very believable joke, but, um, wow. Yeah. That guy. Um,
1: so, so they would, they would get, they would get the play call in with 25 seconds to go on the, on the game, on the play clock. Right. Uh, they, according to the athletic. And the coaches would be looking at each other. Wh- why are they still in the huddle? Why are they still in the huddle? And uh, some unnamed players said it's because Russell wouldn't stop talking.
0: Oh my gosh. Uh, he's just giving a podcast interview in the huddle. Um, I mean, I think he
1: was giving, you know, six ways to wealth. Yeah,
0: of- <laughs> the a grind set. You sleep 90 minutes. Um, you download Mark Wahlberg's app. That is not an advertisement. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so – Probably a good time to end the show if I'm making jokes about Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, um, probably. Pretty good for February 27th, and pretty good for. I hate to play in the cliche, but yeah, I'm not sleeping very much right now.
1: I Danny. think you did. I think you did great for a sleep deprived dad.
0: Thank you. Thank you very much. So, and shouts to to baby Alice, Alice. as she learns what is day and what is night. <laughs> um, so we're all we're all thinking of you, Alice. There. Um, so for for Denny Carter for Alice Darty, and Patrick Darty. Thank you for listening. We'll be back later this week.